You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hey, this is the Daily Emerald's political podcast. My name is Zach Moss. I'm a political columnist for the Daily Emerald. And my name is Alec Cowan, and I am also a political columnist for the Daily Emerald. And uh, today we're looking to talk about Donald J. Trump, who just (laughs) this past week made his short cameo in Eugene. Yeah, this this one was interesting. I think what made this more interesting than probably the other places that Donald Trump has gone to before is that people were really excited to go, but they were happy to go to protest him. Not exactly to go to his event itself, per se, not necessarily because they support Donald Trump, but really the opposite, because they really, really don't like him. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, speculation, a lot of interest around Donald Trump, I think. There's a lot of people I've spoken to that just went because they wanted to see what it was like. They wanted to see the figure, the the man, the myth, the legend. They wanted to see someone who has created such great, such a stir in uh, in the United States this past year. And um, it's almost a spectacle to go and see Donald Trump. Yeah, and something that I found to be particularly interesting when I was walking in there was I was really trying to figure out, I wonder what hippies look like when they're mad. Because given not everyone there were were hippies, of course. You know, you had the average people, you had some of the moderates, but there were some hippie circles in there, and I was really trying to figure out, what do they do when they're mad? And, you know, I from what I've gathered, they respectfully disagree. Period. <laughs> And there is certainly listening. Um, we both attended the rally and listening to protesters and also supporters. There's very much a disconnect between the two. Um, these protesters were fenced off from the actual rally in uh, these so-called free speech zones. Um, somewhat ironic, I think. But um, there's there's certainly a lot of people standing in line that say, oh, well, if these liberals are so accepting and so you know, wanting to be equal on everything, then why do they spew so much hate? Why is there so much animosity towards Trump supporters? And I think there's a a big disconnect between protesting and kind of understanding where protesters come from, especially in kind of retrospective what stereotypes are about, you know, liberals and and conservatives. Yeah, I think something that's very important to note is that people really, really don't like Donald Trump here. Now, part of the reason why there's so much hate towards Donald Trump is because there's so much hate from Donald Trump to other groups. And I think that's really important to note as we continue. And uh, something else that I found to be particularly interesting is that there were some people in the group who weren't yelling and who weren't as animated, but rather instead they were sitting there quietly protesting. Now, something that I found to be particularly interesting is those were the ones that the, the news and other sources of media were really interested to see what they had to say. Now... Fortunately, I was actually one of those people, <laughs> and I just so happened to be holding up a sign behind a couple news stations, um, both behind the cameras, and then I walked in front of the cameras. Now, what's pretty interesting about that was that I actually got a couple interviews, and they're just asking basic questions like, hey, why are you here? What do you think about Donald Trump? Just the very the very basics. But I think it when you don't scream as much, Sometimes that has a bigger impact and people actually want to listen to you more. Something that that I found to be pretty interesting, actually, looking into farther what Donald Trump had said right after my interview, was that (laughs) 
So he, of course, begins to criticize Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren, go figure, but he doesn't really provide any good content for why. Like, for example, with Hillary Clinton, maybe mention, hey, Hillary Clinton supported the Iraq war, which was in terms of illegal or, uh, international standards, that's illegal. And we see what happened from that. Or Elizabeth Warren, I'm sure there's a lot he could criticize her about. But what I found to be particularly funny was that of everything he could have talked about in terms of Elizabeth Warren, he decides to, to bash on her because she pulls in a Native American card, even though according to Donald Trump, she's only 5% Native American. Now, for a potential voter, I find that to be an extremely weak point. Out of anything in her entire career, he decides to criticize, it's a Native American card? <laughs> really? That's the best he can come up with. I found that to be really sad, to be honest. And I think um, there's really certainly a a theme in his rally, in his in his speaking. Um, there's this quote that he said that coming into Oregon, talking about his poll numbers, he's saying that he was not polling very well in Eugene, in Oregon in general. And specifically, he was going to straighten that out. Quote, said, quote, unquote, we're going to straighten that out. And I think that that certainly is the theme of his rally, is most of it is him almost defending himself and almost trying to justify the things he said, that the media buzzes around. Most of it wasn't even about his policies or necessarily what he wants to do, but defending himself against things that have happened in the past year from debates, from um, media, from just anything. Yeah, and you know, one particular fact that I really wanted to mention was that he says Oregon lost three-fourths of timber mills since 1980. Then afterwards, he followed up with something. Uh, I have a bad Donald Trump impression, so you're going to have to use your imagination. But it was uh, essentially, we're going to have to, we're going to bring those back. We're going to bring those back, and we're going to create more jobs. Now, when I first heard that, even though there's a lot of people screaming, yeah, yeah, USA around me. Something that I thought was interesting was the question that, in my mind, was presented, which was, well, why, why were three-fourths of timber mills uh, stopped from uh, 1980, according to Donald Trump? <laughs> now, sure enough, after some research, it turns out that in 1987, fires burnt down 245,000 acres of timber worth an estimated $97.3 million. What that means... You can't operate the same amount of timber mills when 245,000 acres of timber uh, were burnt down. And if you do, it leads to deforestation. Number two, in 1989, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services listed the northern spotted owl as threatened species in Oregon. Now, besides the obvious fact that that's a bad thing, now something a little bit more significant about this this animal is that it lives in um, deeply embedded forests. So if the population's decreasing, what that means is that there's a problem with deforestation, which is why Oregon created new policies in order to allow for uh, these trees to grow back and make up for the problems with deforestation. So when Donald Trump is talking about these things, like we're going to bring jobs back, we need to do these things um, in order to make America great again. Okay. Let's look in between the lines and realize how stupid he actually sounds, okay? We want them to have jobs, folks. We don't have any jobs. We're going to have jobs. And most of that followed that kind of same 
that was almost the only only policy that he actually talked about of of what I can do as Donald Trump for you as voters. This is what or timber's been down in Oregon, so I'm going to bring back jobs. I'm going to make industry better. And most of it didn't even follow that kind of trend. Most of it was, well, you heard about how I had a feud with Megyn Kelly. Well, he he goes on this very personal tangent about how Megyn Kelly called him one day and said, oh, you know, I want to go to Trump Tower. He makes very make sure that that's known that he she goes to trump tower that he doesn't go to her that she comes to him and they they make amends and everything and then he goes on the tangent about talking about how women women voters how women voters love him and how uh there was the debate in which he he somewhat uh instigated that well megan kelly certainly is attacking him because oh she's on her period that quite bluntly that is that was what happened and majority of the media jumped on that and said, oh, Donald Trump, using his usual sexism, his usual insensitivity towards women. Um, and in this rally, he continued to explain that, oh, you know, I didn't say it. I didn't say anything specifically. I didn't say where she was bleeding from. I was actually going to say she was bleeding from her nose. I, I, These people, all these people, they have dirty minds. The media, they have dirty minds. Hillary Clinton, they have dirty minds. And, and this was just one of the instances in which he is continuously bringing up things from three months, five months ago, and defending himself for it, almost trying to justify himself to his supporters, which I feel if they are supporters, they don't necessarily need that justification. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. And, you know, I think the last thing I'm going to mention about Donald Trump in this particular instance was the fact that he <laughs> he complimented the the men in the front row talking about how strong they look and strong men and they they want a strong leader and the protesters they're they're weak they always have weak voices they're weak people and something that i found to be really funny was why does he always talk about how strong men these these really weak people like if he's trying to attract a diverse crowd do women just hear that and think wow yeah he's right i i really want these strong men i really like this strong leader because that sounds so much better than everybody else like what, who's he grabbing to? He's grabbing to the, the few people who are apparently strong in the front, but who else does that attract? He just, to me, he just sounds like an idiot when he says these things. Instead of complimenting the people in the front about how manly they look, why doesn't he actually talk about some policy substance to try to talk about how he actually is going to make America great again, according to him? And yeah, along those lines, he opened up by saying, uh, with an attack on PC culture and saying, we have lots of strong people here, strong people. And wait, wait, well, okay. Well, back in the day, you used to be able to say strong men, but you know, Hillary Clinton and her supporters, they would want you to say strong people. PC culture, it's just, it's, it's out of control. It's, it's just out of control. And these things, I don't understand how, how that's necessarily out of control. And a lot of these things, just as you were talking about with uh, his stance on women and, and admiring strength, they, the crowd goes nuts for this. They, they go berserk. They, especially when the hecklers pointed out Donald Trump just loves to point him out and say, you know, get him out of here as if, you know, it's a, it's almost like his trademark, you're fired line from the apprentice. And it's, he enjoys throwing people out. And I think almost the crowd enjoys it more because the crowd just love to jump up and point out these people that were yelling and protesting and, and they were screaming and just, it, the the reception of protesters is is welcomed actually he even said i love my protesters i love my protesters and and um he certainly has a very interesting point of view it's almost he, he does he goes into these and says that he doesn't have a speech no teleprompter and 
it certainly does feel as if he's just almost grabbing for points to try and justify himself to people. Almost these protesters give him a reason, a segue almost into something to talk about and, and attack Hillary or Bernie or, or anyone out there. Yeah, I would agree. And <clears throat> at the very, the very end, it was actually really funny when the protesters were walking back because they were arguing with the, the Trump followers on the other side of the road. And of course, the Bernie, I, I assume they're Bernie Sanders because they do not sound like they liked Hillary Clinton. And the reason why I say that is because when they're criticizing the Donald Trump fans, <laughs> the Donald Trump fans turned around after they, they've had enough and they yell, well, at least they're not corrupt like Hillary Clinton. At least they're not like Hillary Clinton. At least we don't support someone who supported and they actually named off some some uh, criticisms of Hillary Clinton. And the reply uh, from the other side of the street, from the people who are originally protesting the Trump supporters, yelled back, you're right. We don't like her either. What do you have to say about Bernie Sanders? And then I honestly couldn't understand what they were saying. There's a little scuffle, scuffle, mumble, mumble, and then something else happened. I'm not exactly sure. I just kind of couldn't hear them over my own laugh if we're being completely honest. But, you know, it really comes down to who is more favorable in these areas, especially Eugene. It's pretty obvious right after that protest that anyone other than Bernie Sanders is pretty unfavorable. There's a lot of Hillary Clinton supporters as well. But I would argue in comparison to the the Bernie Sanders fans, everyone else will have to come in second. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, especially because Bernie Sanders was here just a couple of weeks ago, there's a almost night and day difference in the reception of the two candidates. Uh, Bernie Sanders was a bit farther off out in Springfield, but draw in, drew in a huge crowd, came to the University of Oregon, walked down 13th, shook hands with people. Um, very personable, very down-to-earth, very, like, he's tangible. He's a person. He's right in front of you. He's shaking your hand, and Donald Trump has... You know, he can brag about these long lines to his rally and having so many people, how Eugene is huge. There's so many people, you know, Trump, nobody besides Trump gets these numbers. And it's just, it's impossible. It's, it's just, um, so Bernie Sanders, it's just the, the reception of the two candidates is just night and day. I would definitely agree with you on that. You know, something that's also interesting about the the Trump rally was that I got some unwanted attention, to say the least, right after the rally. So it turns out that right after I got onto the the interviews on TV, the next day, actually more like a couple days later, one of my friends texted me and they had told me that I got onto some some website and it's called Nine Nine Gag. Now, apparently that's something similar to Reddit. And apparently when I was giving the interview, there's a guy in the background who gave a a funny, almost inside joke about a sci-fi show that got canceled. And just to show that everybody blames Trump for everything, he says, Trump canceled Firefly, which is the name of the show. Now, that's really funny, but something that really freaked me out was the fact that when I went on to 9gag to see the picture of myself in the front and this guy in the back, all the comments were directed at both of us, not just the guy. And the title of the picture was, this is the best sign ever, but it was also myself as well. Now that's what really freaked me out because they go by points, which is which are like likes on Facebook. Now, by the time I saw this, there were 13,000 points or likes. 
and hundreds and hundreds of comments about things like, oh, I, that guy looks like he's dating the reporter and the guy in the back looks like he just got friend zoned. And which is, which was really funny to be honest, but eventually there, there got 17,000 points, which again is like 17,000 likes. And I haven't even seen the picture. I saw the picture once before that, which is when it had 13,000. And it was all fun and games until someone mentioned, oh, I know that guy. I follow him on Twitter. His name is Zach Moss 6 <laughs> and, which isn't a problem because I got a couple hundred more followers after that. But that's when it starts getting up close and personal, and it really started freaking me out. So if you want my random point of advice with everything we talked about during the Trump rally, it is if you want to go on TV or anything, be very careful with how you present yourself because chances are you're going to end up on the internet somewhere. And thank God so far I haven't ended up as a meme or something. So to wrap it up today, we have talked about Donald Trump, what he's talked about, the protesters, which include included angry hippies, and my interviews and the random way I ended up on 9gag. My name is Zach Moss. I'm a political columnist for the Daily Emerald. Follow me at Twitter at ZachMoss6. And I am Alec Cowan, also a political columnist for the Daily Emerald. And you can follow me on Twitter at SirAlec underscore 9542. Great. Thank you for listening and tune in next time. Thank you. Thank you.